People, they're desperate. They, people are struggling. Religion all over the world is not making sense. It's not helping anybody, and people are sick of it. They want answers. They're not getting it from their governments. They're not getting it from organized religion. They're looking for something. And I'm, I don't know about you, but I think there is movement. You know, the Bible, Jesus said, when the Spirit comes, he said he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness. That's in man's heart. And there seems to be some real movement there. Jeff and I are going to have an opportunity, Lord willing, to be in Kosovo in uh, the end of February. And that's going to be the plan is to follow up with what's going on there. They're really excited. I can't believe it. Oh, I can't believe it. Yeah. Yeah, why? Yeah. No, it's amazing. I will keep you informed. He said a lot of these that are standing up, they're former KLA fighters and political prisoners. Florence says, yeah, if me and a couple of my friends go out, you know, six or seven Muslims might confront us. <laughs> Avni says, they don't confront my friends because they're warriors. They're tough. And I asked him, because one of his former warrior buddies I've met before, Ali, and I said, hey, man, where's Ali in all of this? Is he involved? He goes, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's involved. No, I don't get me wrong. It's not violent. They're not advocating violence. People just want the truth. I go, man, that's amazing. He said, it's growing. He said, it's growing. I praise God for that. We need a revival here, too. You know, maybe, maybe. Lord knows. I know people are getting scared and sick of what's going on around here. They don't know where to turn. Go in there, get all into that. But you guys know you live here like I do. Last week, well, I don't know, maybe it fits. I talked about, because there's the change, the new year, uh, about time. You know, that always seems to be, I know, I kind of focus on that. It's probably I'm stuck in the, you know, like a stick in the mud, you know, but I can't help it. When it's a new year, it's a big deal. I can't help but think about time, the changing of time. God gave us time in the beginning, in the creation. He gave us the celestial, he said, for the marking of time, days and months, seasons. So time's a physical thing. Ain't no time where God lives. Bible says where God lives, a day with the Lord is a thousand years, or a thousand years is a day. No time where God lives, no calendars up there, no watches, no clocks. <clears throat> but time is running out. It's running out. Runs out for each and every one of us as we look at our own bodily clock. Paul said, yeah, you're outward man piercing. But you have an inward man, he said, and that inward man can be renewed day by day because that's the spirit man. The spirit in the man is eternal. Paul said the things that are seen are temporary. Things that are not seen are eternal. And that means literally everything like that. God is not seen. He's eternal. Spirits are not seen. They're eternal. Angels, things like that, even demons. Spirit of the man is eternal. It'll live forever somewhere. 
we get to choose, good or bad, God's already decided, I'm not willing, he said, any should perish. I want everybody to come to eternal life. Who gets to make the decision? You do. I do. So time's running out, so we need a plan. Usually that's what people do at the first of the year. They come up with these New Year's resolutions. Now sometimes, it's mostly just for people in the flesh. They, they got this idea. What they want to do for the new year. I want to lose some weight, man. I want to get up in the morning. You know, I want to start exercising, you know. Yeah, that's a good idea. First of the year is what I'm going to do. Sometimes people pick their birthday, but a lot of people pick first of the year. It's like a marker. You know, you, you ramp up for it, you know. You see it coming, you know. Moving in toward the New Year's Eve, man. And you go, yeah, that's my plan. It's really still an idea. It might even be a preference of what you'd like to do. I guarantee you what, you're never going to do it unless you're convicted. People will die for a conviction. They ain't going to die for a preference. Yeah, I'd like to lose some weight. That sounds like a preference. I would like to. I'm going to. That's conviction. I'm going to do this even if it kills me. That's a conviction. I'd sure like to. Forget it. Look, here's the deal. So you got to have this plan. But your plan has got to be reasonable. Don't try to come up with these big, wild, pie-in-the-sky plans. Forget that. you got to break it down. you got to make it reasonable and doable. Doable. Set goals for yourself that are achievable and that you can measure. you got to have markers, milestones. And if you are convicted, you can do this. Baby steps. Baby steps. You know the old story, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. One bite at a time. We need a plan. <clears throat> Don't forget this. If you're going to make changes, something you want to stop doing, put off, which is good. You know, you might say, I want to quit doing that. Stop doing that. I want to do this. I want to be like this, not like that. You want to make some changes. Great. Remember this. If you're going to put something off, you have to put something on. You can't keep shoving things out of your life, bad habits or whatever it is, you know. And you don't replace that. You just created a vacuum. It's just a law, man. Nature abhors a vacuum. What does that mean? It won't tolerate it. You put this, shove this out and create a hole, something's coming back. And it's going to come rushing back in there and fill that hole. So if you're going to push it out, you better put it in. You've got to keep, it's a purge. Now the Bible kind of describes how darkness flees from light. Darkness is the absence of light. If you're going to start pushing this darkness out, because the human being 
Unregenerated is dark. The wickedness of man is clearly depicted in Scripture. It passes on to everyone. The world is dark. The people sat in darkness and suddenly saw great light. The prophet said, when Christ came into the world, Jesus said, I've come as a light into the world that men don't have to abide in the darkness anymore. Peter said he calls us out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. Paul said, you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord, so walk as children of light. They're not going to be in the same spot at the same time. Darkness and light do not cohabitate. Light shows up, darkness flees. No light, darkness. It's like the default, it's just there. Take away the light, it's dark, period. In the New Year resolution, you've got to have a plan, and that might be a good thing. But you know, most people really don't stick to those things because, number one, they really weren't all that convicted about it. And the problem with that, you know, <clears throat> if we take on too much and we get overwhelmed and we can't do it pretty soon, we start going flat, we get bored with it, and apathy results in apostasy. And that's spiritually speaking, too. You become apathetic where spiritual things are concerned. You become overwhelmed, can't figure it out. I tried reading it, don't make no sense to me. Never were taught. You're going to fall flat on your face, spiritually speaking. So, got to have a plan, but you got to have conviction. And when you're putting something off, you got in your plan, you already know what you're putting on. Don't leave that alone. It doesn't happen naturally. I mean, it doesn't, that void is not filled with all the proper things you'd like to have in your life. It doesn't work that way. If you don't put it in there, it ain't going in there by itself. Look, the deal is, people are not going to go to heaven accidentally. They're not. They don't. You have to choose it. You have to seek for it. You need to feel for God. Find God. He's not far from any one of you, Paul said. For in him we live, we move, we have our existence. Jesus said you got to ask if you want to receive. you got to seek if you want to find. you got to knock if you want it open to you. That's action, Jackson not passive the only people that ever die and find themselves in heaven is children <laughs> they're the only ones that automatically get to go because the bible says they're blameless they're innocent they have no knowledge of good or evil if they die they go to god no problem the rest of us we become separated from god in our sin our trespasses and sin he said you become dead dead Separated, that's what death is, separation. Even physically, if you think about it, what happens when somebody dies? And you look, they're not here anymore. Huh, they're gone. They're separated. They're not here. That's what death is. Well, spiritual death, that's the death you don't want. That's the big D. And our sins, our trespasses, when that happens, we come to accountable age... We, we sin against God, and even when you don't even realize it, because, see, that happens. Most people, I probably didn't realize it, according to the Scripture, when the commandment comes is when sin revives and then you die. Paul said, it happened to me. 
happens to everybody. It's the death of Adam and Eve. Now, just because when you enter accountable age, you may not realize there's a lot of people out there don't know that. I didn't know it. You probably didn't. I don't know. And, you know, if you don't grow up learning, if you don't know, the, 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 the standard for right and wrong, good and evil, is God. He's the one that tells us what it is. And he gives us to it written down. He gives it to us, gives it to us in the scripture so we can see what sin is. It's a transgression of God's law is what it says. Well, you've got to have God's law to know what the transgression is then. Hey, it's out here, man. If you go down some road, you know, and all of a sudden the police pulling you over, you know why I stopped you? Uh, not really. You were speeding. I was. I didn't see the sign. Well, there ain't no sign. Well, you can't be guilty of a crime when it's not a crime. I mean, you've got to have a law, a standard. You say, well, I didn't see the speed limit sign, sir. It was right back there. It said 35, and you're doing 75. Oh, well, sorry about that. You're still getting a ticket. Ignorance of the law, what? No excuse, right? Well, with God, too. New Year's resolutions usually start on the 1st of January. But the new birth. A new birth to become, decide, I want a new life. You can tweak your behavior, but if you want a radical transformation, you've got to go back to the Creator. You got to go back to the creator. He created you. You can go get just some self-help books and try to quit smoking or lose some weight or how to win friends and influence people or I don't know, do whatever you want to do, you know, to become better at your job or something. Go to Toastmasters and learn how to publicly speak or something. That's not going to save your soul. Every human being, because they're fearfully and wonderfully made, they are designed. They are created by a benevolent creator. Human beings are designed to operate at a much higher level than what they do. Because all human beings basically are carnal-minded, fleshly-minded. Their focus is on the earth and earthly things. They get distracted easily by bright and shiny things. John tells us, don't be loving this world. Don't love this world or the things that are in this world because all those things in the world, lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, boastful pride of life, he said, that ain't of God, that's of the world. It's a trap. It's a trap. You have a reason for being here. You were created for a reason, the scripture says. It actually tells us what the reason is. God said, I have created you for my glory. But you've got to seek for God, feel for God. Call upon him while he is near. He's close by. He'll hear you if you want to. You can. So when people begin to seek for God and feel for God, it's because they're looking something, because they're not satisfied with this place. I just got done telling you. You know, Islam is basically a major religion in the world. There's a whole lot of people. But coast people in Kosovo tell you Islam came here by the Ottoman Empire at the point of a gun 500 years ago. 
They said we were basically a Christian culture. It was Orthodox back in the day, which is a long ways from New Testament, first century Christianity, by the way. In fact, the Albanians will also tell you it was the Christians that murdered all their people, raped all their women. I go, what? Yeah, it was the Christians. Well, who were they? Orthodox. Serbs are Orthodox, technically Christian. Yeah, Javid said they cut people's heads off and put bloody crosses on the walls inside their houses. He said, look, he showed me the pictures. I said, Javid, those weren't Christians. Well, yes, they were, Mr. Steve. Like, what else would they be? I said, they're not Christians. Christians in the Bible. That's just another religion, man. Like so much of it is not doing anyone any good. Our hope is here. Right here. We can be born again according to knowledge, according to that which is written. Receiving all the exceeding great and precious promises from forgiveness of sins, gift of the Holy Spirit, and the power and the ability to rise and walk in the newness of life. Not in some far off miraculous sense. A practical life changing. The miracles of the first century, the miracles of the beginning of the Old Testament with Moses were all designed for one reason and one reason only, and that was to convict the people that what he was saying is from God. That's what Nicodemus told Jesus at night. Rabbi, we know you are a teacher come from God because nobody could do the signs that you're doing except God be with them. That's what the Bible says the signs were for. Those things faded away. And a greater healing is now available for people because now your eyes can open and now you live forever, Jesus said. Your ears will open and you will live forever. You were dead, Paul said, in your trespasses and sins, he said to the Ephesians. But now he has made you alive. How can you go from being dead to now being made alive? That's what the new birth is all about. It's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual thing. Is it real? Oh, yeah, it's real. It's more real than the physical in every single aspect. These people, see, I'll guarantee you right now, I'll just say it. These people in Kosovo that are walking away from Islam and looking for New Testament Christianity, do they really know what's available to them right now? No. Can they know? Yes. This is how it's done. You see, when you see stuff like that going on, or when you know people, maybe loved ones, family, friends, maybe it was you, your own self. One day, you looked around and you thought, you know what, I do pretty good. My needs are met. I got a good wife or a good husband, and kids are healthy got a good job, I, I like my job, and, but I'm not happy. Something's missing. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know why. I just, I feel anxious, or I'm not fulfilled, and yet I've got everything. Family starts worrying about you, and you got this itch, and you can't scratch it. 
I've had plenty of those, but I was <laughs> working on that. Said that, and I thought, well, I had itches, and boy, I was scratching too. Uh, see, that need can't be filled by anything but God. It's all by design. And when Avni's telling me thousands stood up and did that, there ain't no way they compared notes to decide to do that. Something's going on. A good thing. But it's all over the place. It's here too. That's where you came from. That's where I came from. I was not happy, yet I had everything. I had a good wife. I had healthy kids. I had a good job. And I was lost. And I tried to cover it up with drinking all the time because it's the only time I felt whole for a little while. Then I felt terrible in the morning when I woke up. Solution, go do it again. And do it again. Then feel terrible in the morning and go do it again. Because all I wanted to feel was good for a little while. What a lie. Natural to the spiritual. Jesus started teaching stuff that was really shocking. John 3, you know the context. Hey, I didn't even turn there. My Bible's there. How about that? This teacher, Nicodemus, came by Jesus at night, this ruler of the Jews. He said to Jesus, Rabbi, we know you're a teacher come from God. Nobody could do the signs you do unless God is with him. I'm in big John 3, just in the first couple, three verses there. Jesus said, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus said, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel, I say to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes. You hear the sound of it. But you cannot tell where it come from, where it's going. So is everyone born of the Spirit? Nicodemus said, how can these things be? Interesting. Jesus said, are you a teacher of Israel and you don't know these things? This is embedded in the Old Testament. Jews, like many people do, they just read over, don't understand what it means, and can't figure it out, and don't bother to dig any deeper to drill down. He said, you're a teacher of Israel, and you don't know this? You know, Jesus didn't lightly rebuke people when it really wasn't their fault. He did plenty of rebuking, and they, it was their fault. It's obvious, and you don't know this? You see, it is there, embedded in the Old Testament. It was the hope of the world. Promised to Abraham. Nicodemus does not understand it, though. It would be explained by the apostles. Jesus said in the Great Commission, after he had fulfilled his purpose, after they had taken and crucified him, buried him. He raised from the dead on the third day, and then after another 50 days, he ascended. After he gave the great commission, 
to the apostles. Go ye into all the world and make disciples of the nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and then teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. Okay, here's the deal. Time is running out. We need a plan. Well, you can make a physical plan, and you should, to achieve your goals for a New Year's resolution to make the changes that you say you want in your life. Well, you've got to be under conviction if you're really going to pull this off and have success. If it's still a preference in your mind, gee whiz, by second week of January, third week, you'll be back doing the same old thing. It's a default back to the old way because you tried to put off but didn't put on, so it don't work. But if you're serious about this, Jesus wants people to consider the cost of the tower. You ready to do this, he said? You want to follow me? Everyone that wants to follow me, he says in Matthew chapter 16, uh, I believe 24 there, he said, if you're going to follow me, number one, you're going to have to deny yourself. That's going to send some packing right off the way. Uh, Take up your cross and follow me. We got to kill your old man. We got to kill your old nature. You need to know something. I've heard people say, well, my boss, he's such an idiot, but he's just my cross to bear. Your boss is not your cross to bear. The Bible's clear. The cross that you bear is for you. And it's to kill your old man. Not your dad, your old nature. Paul makes it clear, putting off that old man is what you must do. In fact, he says in Colossians 3, when you read 1 through, what, 10? If you've been raised with Christ, he means in your new birth, in your immersion, then put to death your members which are on the earth. (laughs) And that's not the other people in the church. Somebody asked me that one time. I was going over this with this girl, and I read that in Colossians 3, and it says, Paul says, put to death your members which are on the earth. And she goes, the members, she goes, you talking about in the church? I said, no. No, first I told her, yeah. (laughs) I said, so you better get your act together. (laughs) No, Paul said, you got to set your mind on things above because you died. Your life is hidden with Christ in God. I'm right there in Colossians 3 and 3 now. Verse 4, when Christ who is our life appears, well, then we'll appear with him in glory. Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth. But it's the fornication he's talking about. He's talking about the uncleanness. He's talking about the passion, evil desires, the covetousness. He's talking about you. He's talking about your old nature. He's talking about your carnal mind, your carnal man. He said, in which you yourself used to walk in this when you lived in them, but now you yourselves, you are to put off these, your anger, your wrath, your malice, your blasphemy, your filthy language out your mouth. And don't be lying to one another since you have put off the old man with his deed. You put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created you. Put off the old Put on the new. Paul said, this is then the renewing of your mind. 
Because when you compare this Colossians 3 passage, back up a couple books right there to Ephesians chapter 4, he said, if you've heard Jesus in verse 21 and been taught by him, Ephesians 4 and 21, that if you've heard him, the truth is in Jesus, he said, that you put off concerning the former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, be renewed in the spirit of your mind, that you put on the new man, which is created according to God. In what? True righteousness and holiness. Whose action is that, Jackson? He said, if you've heard Jesus... If you've been taught by him, hey, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. This word right here that we're reading is us being taught by Jesus. Think about it this way. When you read your Bibles, if you have the red letter edition, the red letter edition generally in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the red letter edition is Jesus speaking on earth. The black letter edition, the epistles, Paul said, this isn't coming from me. I wasn't taught this by anybody. I got this by the revelation of Jesus Christ. This is Christ speaking in the apostles. He, he told them, I'm leaving, but I'm sending you the, the comforter, the spirit of truth. He will guide you into all truth, and he will bring to your remembrance everything I've said to you. These apostles and prophets of the New Testament were speaking by the Holy Spirit. You're being taught by Jesus right now. I'm just the agent. It's my mouth, but I'm reading his words. That's how this works. Well, he said, you've got to put to death then. Why do you do that? On a cross. Well, I'm close by. I turned two pages back, and now I'm suddenly in, in Galatians chapter 5. He talks about works of the flesh in Galatians chapter 5, works of the flesh. We saw it in Colossians 3. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred. You get the idea. That's a natural man. Ah, but now the fruit of the Spirit that's supposed to be demonstrated in our own bodies, in our lives, is what? Love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, long-suffering, faithfulness, self-control fruit of the spirit Christ in you that, that's what this is how far this goes if you have the faith for it if you have the faith for it and watch what he says now verse 24 Galatians 5 and 24 then and those who are Christ you Christian you his have you Galatians 3 been baptized into Christ you've put on Christ Put, you have put him on. We can look at that in a second. Verse 24. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. It's how the old man dies. Did you ever wonder? I've said this before. Some of you have seen the black and white picture. I don't even know if it's on the board down here. I think it's on uh, my Facebook thing. I don't do Facebook, but I have a page. It's a black and white of me talking to a woman. I'm standing up. She's sitting on a bench, and it's a black and white. I didn't take it. Bach did. I didn't know he took it. 
I remember, I know the context of that picture. She's sitting there and I'm going like this. Because she asked me a question. That's a Vietnamese woman. Actually a tour guide. Technically a communist. She don't believe in communism. But she is Vietnamese and she lives in a communist country. But when she was giving us our little tour, she realized we were Christians. I think Davy Wilson was there, and I don't remember who else was there. Uh, Jamie, I don't know if Jamie was there. I don't remember. Yeah, I think she was, because I think she fell off this thing. That was a different story. But uh, scared us all half to death. But she was taking a picture and backed right off the edge of a thing. But this tour guide, she realized we're Christians. She goes, I'm a believer too. She had a crucifix. We go, yeah, cool, you know. So she's walking with us and we start talking about God. Well, she's supposed to be giving us a tour of the citadel in the city of Way. And everybody realized when she started talking about, me and her were talking about God, they just kept on walking, man. She said, I have a question. I said, what's your question? She said, why did Jesus die the way he died? She said, I'm not asking why he died. I know why. I want to know why that way. Why did God do that that way? What a way to go, right? Crucifixion? Oh, man. Told you before, they don't know whether it was the Syrians or Romans that invented it, but it was torturous, man. Nails in your hands and feet don't kill you. Oh, no, you won't die. But it's when they stick you up there like that. The human being has to have these muscles down here. The bellows working to suck air in there. That's how air goes in. These things pull down the bellows and the air goes in. But when you're like this and muscles tend to get fatigued, get wore out, you can't breathe. So they start squirming around. They try to push up to get the pressure off their arms so they can breathe. Oh, they got nails in their ankles. Ah, now they're back down here because they can't stand to push up against the pain. And here they're up here and they're squirming around. And that's why the Jews said, we want their legs broken so they die. So they get them off the cross because they didn't want them up there on the Sabbath. So they break the legs of the first. They break the legs of the... They broke their legs. Not like I heard somebody say one time. They broke their legs, so they took them down. They didn't run away. That is not why they broke their legs. They broke their legs so they couldn't push up and breathe. That's the death that Jesus died? Slow painful. When Jesus said, you're going to follow me, you're going to have to deny yourself and take up your cross. we got to kill your old man. That takes time. You'll start squirming around. You go back to them New Year's resolutions. You got a plan about what you're going to do? I say, go ahead. When are you starting your plan? Well, I've just started it. How's it going so far? Well, I'm pretty good. I saw this young guy that volunteered on TV. It was a history channel, I think. They wanted to know what kills a person in crucifixion. So the scientist rigged a bar up in a, in a laboratory, got this young guy, he volunteered to do it, and they tied him up. They didn't nail him up there. They tied him to this crossbeam and tucked his feet in a little leather pouch. 
They didn't, they didn't stick nails in his feet, obviously. He just stuck his toes in there. Little flex on the knees, you know. Okay, so their legs aren't straight, which could help hold you up. No, they bent the knees. So now you can't do hardly stay like that either, right? No strength in the legs, right? And all these gauges and wires, and they're watching. They go, how you doing? You know, he's been up there about 30 seconds. Oh, good. Yeah, good. Okay. They watch for a few minutes. All of a sudden, boop, boop, boop. All the gauges are starting to jump. Right. They go, you all right? You all right? Uh, yep, I'm good. I'm good. Uh-huh. <laughs> Three minutes into this thing, you know, man, the heart rate's going like crazy because the brain is monitoring. There's not enough oxygen in the blood. Tells the heart, beat faster, beat faster. Get the O's up here, man. Heart starts beating faster to push the O's up there to the brain because they're not taking enough. Breathe, man, breathe, fool. They're trying to breathe. They're suffocating. They're suffocating. Get me down, get me down. And I had to get the guy down. I'm like, eight minutes. How about six hours? What a way to go. That is the death of, of his. Why not just cut his head off? Why not stick him with a spear? Because that's how the old man dies. Slowly. These people with these New Year's resolutions, see what happens, they get squirming around. They get squirming around because they're trying to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and get their exercise in. They're trying to do this, they're trying to do that. They're trying to avoid the Twinkies. You know, they're trying to, everything, they're trying to get, not dig those cigarettes out of the trash can every morning after they twisted them and threw them away like I did for a long time. <sighs> Drives you out of your ever-loving mind. Your, your old man resists change. It changes the name of the game. You got to have a plan, man. You want to make this decision? Jesus said, You want to follow me? You're going to have to deny yourself all that laying back, cooling out, doing nothing, go following the world. You're going to have to give up your life to save your life. And I will help you. Guess what? The hot tip here, pilgrims, according to the Apostle Paul, who knows because he was Saul of Tarsus and he was as zealous for the law as anyone could get, head and shoulders above all his contemporaries in the Jewish faith. He tells you that. And I delighted, he said, in the law of God according to my inward man. But I find another law warring in my members and bringing me into the captivity of the law of sin, which is in my members. Wretched man that I am. Who will deliver me from this body of death? But now, he switches gears ah, in Christ Jesus. Now there is no condemnation for those who do not walk according to the flesh, but the Spirit. Because the Spirit of life, he says, in Christ Jesus sets me free from that law that I could not overcome in my flesh. You see, he's talking about his experience as Saul of Tarsus when he tried to overcome. That's Romans 7. Romans 8 is but now in Christ Jesus. This is Apostle Paul, the Christian. 
Saul of Tarsus under the law, that's the law of Moses. There was no help in the law of Moses for people to overcome their old man or keep the law. That's why they had to offer animal sacrifices all the time because they couldn't overcome. But now in Christ Jesus, in the new birth, oh, yeah, a whole new potential. I'll jump ahead here. The Apostle Paul makes it clear. You can make a New Year's resolution if you want to. Go ahead. I mean, that works for you. Do it. I mean, those are probably good things. But, you know, if you don't uh, go back into what I already said, if you don't have a plan and you are under conviction, you're not going to accomplish your earthly goals. Spiritually speaking, the Apostle Paul said, but now those in Christ Jesus, if you're born again of water and spirit, if you've been born again, <clears throat> if you've repented, according to Acts 2.38, and been immersed for the forgiveness of your sins, and you've received the gift of the Holy Spirit that strengthens your inner man so that you can now rise and walk in a newness of life, and this time with the help of God, the help of God, the Holy Spirit that you receive in your new birth is designed, according to Ephesians 3 and 16, to strengthen your inner man. That's where we need our strength is in the inner man. And then it says in 2 Corinthians 5, so then anyone who is in Christ, uh, 2 Corinthians uh, <clears throat> 5 and oh, pick up in verse 17, if anyone is in Christ, well, you're actually a whole new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Literally. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. I remember being immersed into Christ at midnight or whatever it was, me and Sue. When I got out of the water, she looked the same. The car that I went down there with, well, you know, that still looks like my old car. Paul said, no, anyone in Christ, all things have become new. All things have passed away. No, that's my car. I'm sure it is. We drove back, and it was our house. I said, looks like it. Sure does. I went to work on Monday working with the same bozos I was working with on Friday. They all look the same. Well, how the Ken Paul say, if anyone's now in Christ, he is a new creation with old things passed away and everything has now become new. Because he's talking about, spiritually speaking, everything that really matters. Your new potential. You have a whole new potential in Christ Jesus. Look, if you want life changes, and people, they mess around with that. I already said that with the New Year's resolution going to start on January 1. How's it going for you? Your new birth is whenever you are born again and baptized into Christ and you've put on Christ. And now Peter says, here's the deal. You have just made a decision to follow him. You've made that decision. Remember he said in the Great Commission, go ye, make disciples of all the nations teach or baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit. And then what does he say? And then teaching them, what? To obey all things whatsoever I've commanded. The teaching is just beginning. A new birth, a new baby in Christ can make that decision literally from Scripture in even one setting it shows us in Scripture. It doesn't take years and years and years to make that to come under that kind of understanding. It's not like that in the Bible. You actually can make that decision relatively quickly because the first thing you've got to do with people, uh, one, prove to them the Bible's the Word of God, which brings them about to see that they've been convicted of their sin because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible will show you that. 
Oh, the wages of sin is death, always has been, always will be. But then it says in Romans 6 and 23, the wages of sin is then, but death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And that's where people can say, whoa, 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 uh, I'm interested. Tell me more. I'm interested because I know I believe that. That's me. I know I've sinned. Ooh, I've blown it big time. Well, the wages of sin, death. I see that. But the gift of God is available. And what's that? Through Jesus Christ, you can be born again. You can have those sins forgiven. You can rise and walk in a newness of life, this time with God's help for the rest of your life here. The blessings start now. You don't even have to wait till you're dead. Most people think, well, you know, Christians, well, they get to go to heaven someday. Well, that could be a long ways away, especially with some of you young people. It might be closer to me than it was before. <laughs> Paul said, your salvation, Steve, is closer than it was before. Night is far spent. The old day is at hand. Ready, get ready. But we got to want to do this. We got to have the conviction because it'll take you giving up your life to save your life. Now, it's not, you don't have to move. You don't have to change your mailing address. You don't have to sell your house. You don't have to live under a bridge and eat rats, take an oath of poverty or some other corny thing. You don't have to do none of that. It's all going to take place just north of the roof of your mouth and just behind your eyeballs. 90% of this is done right in here. The transformation is called the renewing of your mind. Because if the mind is changed, the behavior changes. Transformation and renewing of the mind is how it's done. Change the mind, change the behavior. Your dysfunctional behavior before came from your dysfunctional mindset. You change the mind, the behavior changes. That is just a fact. That's how it works. So, but Peter says, well then, as newborn babes, that's how he calls them, desire the pure milk of the word that you may begin to grow. It's a growing process. You've got to be convicted and committed to do it because you've got to do it on a regular basis. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Look, you can't live on one potato chip, can you? How can you live on one little snippet out of a daily devotional? Get you some scriptures, man. I could grab this baby right here. I can read that in, in 20 minutes before, before you go to work. I mean, that's what I used to do. I don't go to work anymore. I still get up and read my Bible. You're telling me you can't read that in 20 minutes, 30 minutes? There's a lot of meat in this baby. Now, if you're going to read Romans or Hebrews, okay, read three or four chapters a day. You'll get through it by Friday. Come on. Doable. Man shall not live by bread alone. So we go from milk of the word to meat of the word. When that, that's going to transform your mind, it's going to change your behavior. You will live forever. Is that so much to ask? God is good, man. He helped us. So when we think about this time, the time's running off. Now, if we're going to put something out of our life, remember, you've got to put something in. That's what Scripture does. It helps us to put off the old, to put on the new. And the mind is transformed. Whatever your New Year's resolution might do for you, I doubt it'll give you eternal life. If it's in the worldly sense, physical sense, it won't. It might give you a better quality of life down here for a while. 
But you go through the process with your new birth instead of your New Year's resolution, your new beginning, and you put that on, your blessings will start now and carry you right into eternity with God forever. That's what he's offering us. Thank you for your attention this morning. That's a short version on that, by the way, believe it or not.